You're listening to Plug In to Health with Prevea Health, exploring healthcare topics that matter to you, the latest developments in health and medicine, and the inspiring stories that emerge from Prevea Health, our partners, and the communities we serve. Welcome to Plug Into Health. I'm your host, Angela Dea. There are a lot of questions when it comes to the COVID-19 vaccine and pregnancy. This episode is focused on answering those questions and more using information that comes from the country's most credible sources on this topic. Uh, Sources such as the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, the American College of Obstetrics and Gynecology, and the Society for Maternal Fetal Medicine. Our guest today is Dr. Jessica Lashinsky, a board-certified OBGYN here at Purveya Health. She's also um, a new mom. Uh, You recently had a baby. I did, yes. I have three crazy boys, and the youngest is seven months old. Oh, congratulations. Um, Thank you. We're so happy to have you here with us. Uh, to talk about this very important topic. Let's start with this. What do we know about how COVID-19 affects people who are pregnant? Uh, That's a great question and one that everyone seems to be asking. There is a lot of focus on the unknown about this vaccine, but the things that we do know about pregnant people getting COVID-19 vaccine or about lactating women is very positive. So what we know is that you know, the CDC, along with Moderna and Pfizer, the two people making the vaccine, um, their preliminary studies have shown no adverse effects for pregnant women, no adverse effects for for babies, for moms that are lactating. Um, so the recommendations as far as getting the vaccine are that they should be treated no different than the general population. Are women who are pregnant, are they at a higher risk for more severe illness with COVID-19? Yes, they are. They're they're at risk for more severe illness with the infection itself, um, not from the obviously not from the vaccine. So, w- women who are pregnant who get COVID um, nineteen infection have been shown to have higher risks of preterm delivery, of pulmonary complications, more ICU admissions. It just really scary stuff that can happen. Um, so. You know, that's that's sort of where the recommendation comes from, especially women with anything, anything else that makes them high risk about pregnancy. Right. Not a perfect BMI, not a perfect weight or asthma, pulmonary complications, anything else. It really, you know, it really makes you high risk anyways for pregnancy. So getting COVID-19 sort of sends you over to the the edge of the, the scary zone where, you know, the vaccine really seems like a good idea for them. Yeah. So we know that it is recommended for women who are pregnant. Yes. Now, many questions coming out of this. You know, first question, is it safe? I I suppose it wouldn't be recommended if it's not safe, but how do we know it's safe? The CDC um, has has put in a lot of emphasis on that this is like an emergency institution of this vaccine. Just because the vaccine was rapidly developed across the world doesn't mean that they bypassed any safety measures or control measures. So the, the data that's unknown or ongoing is that we keep collecting information from both pregnant and lactating women that are, that are sick from the infection and also the, just as they're getting vaccinated now. So the, the lack of information is in the long term. It's not in the safety profile of the actual vaccine, right? They still have to go through all of the FDA mandates. They still have to go through all the phases. They just did it very quickly because the world needed that. Yeah, because one of the one of the concerns um, we hear about is, you know, how do we know for sure if the vaccine is safe 
if it wasn't tested on pregnant women to begin with? So specific to the, the vaccine and how we, we think that it's safe for pregnant women and babies and lactating women, you know, Moderna did do animal studies. Um, so they did do studies in, in rats specifically testing the vaccine, and there were no different pregnancy outcomes, no birth defects, no, nothing that they saw in their animal studies. Um, and then in general, because of the way the vaccine is made, it's... It, it's not made with a live virus, so we know that it doesn't actually, you know, give you the infection or uh, cause harm to baby by getting the infection. You know, there are some live vaccines that we completely avoid in pregnancy. This is not a live vaccine, so it's safe in pregnancy. Um, also, the mRNA virus, the mRNA um, vaccines for viruses um, are, are really just sort of um, sort of a blueprint for your body to form protection. It doesn't, um, there's no viral capsid or any way that this enters into your DNA that alters your DNA, that alters baby DNA. So knowing those things about the science behind the vaccine help us extrapolate that to pregnant women. There is no reason a pregnant woman's response would be any different than, than a normal person's response. And, and I think you may have just answered these next two questions, but you know, can receiving the vaccine affect my baby in any way? Could it change my or my baby's DNA? There's no evidence that that suggests and no theoretical evidence that will ever suggest that it could change baby's DNA or or women's DNA because that's not the way the vaccine is made. That's not the way the science works. Is there a better time to receive the vaccine while pregnant, perhaps earlier or later in the pregnancy term? There's not any current recommendation that you should get it in, you know, one trimester or the other. Um, you know, I've had this conversation with a lot of women. Some women are, you know, just terrified. They avoid even Tylenol in the first trimester, you know. And, and if that's the way you feel, I totally get it, right? I mean, I also want you and your baby to be safe all the time. If that's the thing that's going to make you so anxious or if, God forbid, we found anything, you know, slightly abnormal with baby as you get to second trimester and you're going to blame yourself, then, you know, then I get waiting until after the first trimester or at least after 10 weeks, right? Then your baby's organs are formed, neural development, you know, all that stuff, the building blocks of your baby are there. And and there's really no reason, you know, to, to hold off after that. In my mind, there really is no reason to hold off any time in pregnancy. But if that's your sticking point, um, that's kind of what I've been talking to, to women about. Let's talk about um, getting the vaccine if someone is nursing. Will it help to protect their baby? So there are, are some studies that women are enrolling in now to prove that it can protect your baby. Um, there's no proof that it does, but certainly the medical community at large thinks that it will. So when we get vaccines such as like the tetanus pertussis, that Tdap vaccine in pregnancy, your body's natural response to that vaccine is to form antibodies. The type of antibodies it forms go through your placenta and to protect and protect baby. Um, same thing if you get one while you're breastfeeding. So those antibodies are, are such that go into breast milk and can protect your baby. That's why breastfeeding is suggested by, you know, the, the medical community. So if you get the COVID vaccine, your body forms these antibodies there's no reason to think that they wouldn't go into your milk and protect your baby. There's just no studies yet on decreased disease in babies because, in general, children aren't aren't being, um, you know, there aren't the really sick population. So there aren't those studies, but there's no reason to to believe it would do any harm and a lot of reason to believe it will protect your baby. Okay, because that was going to be my next question is, you know, are there women who are concerned that if I get the vaccine while I'm nursing, could that harm my baby in any way? 
Yeah, and and I get that concern. I mean, <clears throat> there's a whole spectrum of, of women out there, right? Some people are <clears throat> drinking nothing but warm broth and chicken because they don't want their baby to be gassy or have any effects of what they put into their body, and I get that. And then there's also women, you know, that are maybe moms of five and they lose lose that intensity a little bit, but there's there's just no there's no reason to suggest that this would hurt your baby in any way. You know, we already touched on a lot of those points. The vaccine's not made in a way where it can affect baby's DNA or your DNA. You know, what's going to baby of the vaccine is going to be antibodies. It's going to be things that protect them. And and actually, this is something you're going through personally right now, if you don't mind sharing, Dr. Lashinsky. You were recently vaccinated. Um, you also, you have a newborn. You're nursing. Yes, I am. I am currently breastfeeding my seven-month-old little guy um, and did all of the research that I possibly could have, you know, at that point. I just, um, I I both had the infection and then chose to get vaccinated, um, waiting on the second dose. So if I didn't feel strongly about the recommendation and the literature out there for lactating women, that's not something that I would have done. Thank you for sharing that. Um, Could getting the COVID-19 vaccine pose any risk to plans of a future pregnancy? Can it affect fertility? This is a really, a really big um, hot button issue right now. This is the question I get almost daily. Um, there's a lot of information out there, you know, some some articles that are, you know, legitimate or from Pfizer CEO saying that they can affect future fertility or that it's female sterilization. And these are just patently false. So their claim, the claim of these articles is that the spike protein that the COVID vaccine has is similar to a protein called syncytion 1, which um, is a spike protein that affects the way you're placenta, um, you know, that thing that gives baby all the blood and good things um, and keeps, you know, your pregnancy sustained, that affects the way the placenta attaches to the uterus and establishes that maternal blood flow. So the the concern with that is that if it affects the way your placenta is going to attach to your uterus, it's going to cause miscarriage rates, it's going to cause you not to, you know, get pregnant or sustain pregnancy. And the thing that these articles are leaving out is that they're completely different spike proteins. They're completely different. The amino acid sequence is different. They are not the same. There has been no studies that have shown increased miscarriage rate. In fact, when they do look at the retrospective data of women that were found out they were pregnant after they got vaccinated, there are actually higher miscarriage rates in the women that received the placebo arm of that study, not of the vaccine arm. So it's you know, there's, that's a really pervasive rumor. And I really trying really hard to combat that by giving people the information that this is not going to hurt your future fertility. And and what a reminder for us all to when we're doing our own research, um, which is important, everybody should should do that, right? Um, but getting that research, that information from credible sources, correct? Yes, that is correct. I mean, I I love my Pinterest page, and I find myself spiraling on ways to increase my breast milk supply and, you know, foods that my toddler will eat and and all that stuff. But when it comes to, you know, your medical information, um, you know, just just take a good look at who's talking and what their biases are. you know, where the information is coming from. There's a reason that so many of these large governing bodies agree on this and want people to get vaccinated. This is this is better for the community. It's better for individuals. And it's not going to harm you or your baby. Everything we know right now says that it's not. Are there any other myths or concerns that you hear frequently about that you want to address regarding the COVID-19 vaccine and pregnancy or even future fertility? 
the biggest myth was definitely the fertility that if I hear the word spike protein once one more time in an, in an office visit, I'm going to personally find out who wrote the articles about it um, <laughs> and tell them what I think. Um, some of those issues are whether or not the vaccine itself has preservatives in it or, or adjuvants is the medical word for it. So people are worried about aluminum or thimerosal, things that have that have been put in vaccines to stabilize them in the past. Um, this vaccine does not have any of those things, right? It is a little fat molecule and the mRNA, and it needs to be frozen because there's none of the extra stuff um, to, to use as preservatives. So this one especially... There's just there's not a good argument for not for not getting it if that's your sticking point. What I guess any closing thoughts for our listeners? I'm I'm going to assume that somebody who pressed play on this podcast is maybe on the fence. Maybe they're pregnant or they're planning to get pregnant and they've hit play because they want to hear from a physician and they're they're seeking ways to find new information about this. What are your words to those who may be on the fence? For those women on the fence, I would say having conversation with your doctor is always helpful, right? This is this is both medical fact and a little of my opinion, right? ACOG says that pregnant women should not be withheld or not be put in a separate category when it comes to get, getting vaccinated. It says they should be treated like every other individual. If they have, you know, if they want the vaccine, they should get it without consent, without pregnancy tests beforehand, without needing to talk to their doctor. If you have concerns and you really want to get into it with someone you trust, you know, talk to your OB about it. Um, you know, I feel obviously feel really strongly about that doctor-patient relationship. If you don't want the vaccine or want to hold off for more information, you will not be judged. Care will not be withdrawn from you. You know, this this isn't something that is ever going to be forced on you or mandated because that's not the way vaccines and the autonomy you have in your healthcare works. But for those on the fence um, and are looking to be convinced, there are a lot of sources to look at um, that I that I think are very convincing. You know, you can go to acog.com or .org, excuse me, um, and they have a whole a whole page that's very readable, even though it's, you know, it's made for OBs. It's very readable and very straightforward on exactly what research is out there, exactly why we're saying it's okay. Um, You know, just just to look at sources like the CDC or like the recommendations for immunization in general from ACIP. There, There are so many credible sources out there to to help you with your decision. But if you need help navigating that, then your then your, you know, your OB is a great place to start with that. And a reminder that ACOG would be the American College of Obstetrics and Gynecology. So if our listeners are looking to um, look up more on that, um, there you have it. That's ACOG. You did an amazing job, Dr. Lashinsky. Thank you so much for um, sharing your time and your expertise with us here today. As as everybody, um, you know, gets ready to to make a decision of, of whether or not they will become vaccinated against COVID-19. Yeah, you're welcome. And thank you to our listeners. We have more Plug Into Health episodes waiting for you, including one called COVID-19, The Vaccine, which offers a short and sweet explanation of how the vaccine works and addresses some of the most frequently asked questions about the vaccine. So be sure to check that out and stay well, everyone. You've been listening to Plug Into Health with Provea Health. To learn more and to submit ideas for future shows, please visit provea.com slash podcast. 
And please remember, the information provided in this podcast does not constitute medical advice. It is not intended to replace interactions with your healthcare professional. And if you are concerned about your healthcare, you should consult with your healthcare professional. You can learn more about Prevea Health at Prevea.com. Thank you for choosing to plug into health with Prevea Health.